Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Are you ready for a little theology lesson? Dr. Jennings is here via Skype to discuss a topic about which many are confused, justification by faith. What is it? Why is it? And how can it help us in our daily walk with God? Dr. Jennings, what do we need to know? Well, Charles, when you hear justification, what do you think? What comes to mind when you hear it? That you're judged okay. You're judged okay. Yeah. So that is a common understanding. And so justification, in order to understand words like justification and sanctification and such, right. we have to first define for ourselves, what law lens are we looking at the question through? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you think of law, there's basically two views of law. Law like humans make. Mm-hmm. And the humans make up rules. And they then enforce those rules with policing and external enforcement, judicial oversight and enforcement. That's how human laws work. Mm -hmm. God, though, is the creator. He builds space, time, energy, matter, life itself. His laws are the laws upon which reality that God built operates. Mm -hmm. They include the physical laws like the law of gravity and the laws of health and the laws of physics and motion and friction and thermodynamics and so forth. But they also include the moral laws. Life and health require harmony with the law of love and the law of liberty. When you violate those, you actually damage yourself. You incite fear. You uh, distort your character. You take yourself out of harmony with the God who is love. God is love. Mm-hmm. And if something isn't done to restore you to harmony with God, you will suffer and you will die. And the Bible is very clear on this teaching. Right. The problem with justification is that for much of Christianity, it's been taught through the lens that God's law works no different than Roman law. Mm. The way Caesar runs Rome, he makes up rules and he enforces rules. So sin is a legal problem, and justification is having yourself justified by somebody paying the penalty to the ruling authority, and you get to be declared legally righteous even though you remain unrighteous. Mm. That is not a biblical Mm. concept. That is a Roman concept. That's a human law concept. True justification is putting right, to be justified means to have what's wrong put right. That's what it really means. Mm -hmm. If you have a Word document, you ever use the program Word, Charles? Oh, all the time. And if you ever have a document where you justify the margins? Yes, absolutely. What do you do when you justify the margins on a document? Are you giving a legal declaration? No, you're just making it look nice. You're lining up on the left and on the right side. So are you actually moving something? Yes, you're moving words a little bit, yes. Yes, Yes, you're moving them, and so you're putting what's out of line in line. Ah, You're putting what's out of harmony in harmony. So justification is putting what's not right, right. You Mm -hmm. can call it rightification. You're putting what's wrong, right. Right. Justification is rightification. And in fact, the Greek New Testament, the word translated justification is also translated righteousness or to rightify, to make it right. Mm -hmm. So the question with the sin problem is, what is wrong that needs to be set right? So when Adam sinned in Eden, did God get changed? No, no, no. Did God's law get changed? No, not at all, no. Did the condition of Adam get changed? Yes. Yes, Adam and Eve, after they sinned, they were not still faithful, right, loyal, right. trustworthy, righteous beings right. who simply had a legal problem. Oh, they got caught doing 36 in a 35 zone. <laughs> okay, that is not what happened. Right. 
they actually changed themselves from loyal, faithful beings operating upon God's law of love to beings who were now operating upon fear and selfishness, who no longer operated upon trust and love. They were changed in the inner person. They had a nature that ran and hid because they were afraid. That was new. That was not how God created them. They were different beings corrupted by what we call sin, which is, Paul says in Romans 14, anything that is not of faith or trust is sin, because they broke trust with God, and now they operated on fear and selfishness. They're not operating on love. They are damaged, and they're dying, and they were dead in trespass and sin. So something needs to happen to justify them, to make them right again, to rightify them, to Mm -hmm. set them right. Mm -hmm. Justification needs to happen. Well, what needs to happen? Well, does something need to happen to God? No, he didn't change. Does something need to happen to God's law? No, God's law didn't change. Something actually needs to happen in human beings. Well, they're broken, they're damaged, they're sinful. They can't fix the problem themselves. So God sent Jesus, and it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he who knew no sin, became sin for us, that substitution right there, he became our righteous substitute, but here's the reason why. Right in the verse, it says, here's the next words, so that we might become the righteousness of God. Understand what the Bible is saying. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, so that God could set us right, right. or that God could justify us, or God could put us back right again. Through Jesus Christ, God sets what's wrong right. Well, what's wrong? Our sinful hearts and minds are wrong. We don't trust him. We operate on fear. We're self-centered. We hurt others without God's grace. We do evil. That's wrong. God wants to set that right. He wants to restore love. He wants to restore trust. He wants us who were once far away to come close so that we can carry out right living, which is called righteousness. And thus he makes us righteous through the victories of Christ being reproduced in us. All this other stuff, this penal legal Roman model, if you take the Roman model, the Roman model is that you have a legal problem. Mm. And in order to be justified, someone has to pay a blood penalty of a human sacrifice to an authoritarian and rule-enforcing, punishing God. And if he receives the blood payment of a human sacrifice, then he will legally declare you to be legally righteous, even though you remain unrighteous in how you live and operate. So you go on living a sinful, corrupt life, while in heaven you're declared to be righteous. It makes a legal fiction in in which God is put in the position of declaring something to be one way, when in reality it's another way. This is a gross distortion of reality. It's not how God's kingdom works. God is the kingdom of truth, the king and creator of reality. And when God sets something right, it's because he actually makes it right. And through Jesus Christ, the human species was set right when he took upon himself the sin condition and eradicated it and restored in the right condition of God's perfection in his own humanity, becoming the new head of humanity. And through the working of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit takes the victory of Christ and sets our hearts right. We get new hearts and right spirits. We're reborn. We're recreated in the inner man, so it's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. This is what it means to be justified, to be put right in heart, mind, character, have his law written in our hearts and minds so that we're reunited with God. Oh, I like that, Dr. Jennings. That means that when we are justified— in the way that you're saying here and the way that God taught and the way the Bible shows us that the letters and words of our lives are actually moved. We are physically, mentally, spiritually 
moved to be in line with God's ideal for us. Am I right in saying that? You are absolutely right. That's what he says. He said, I'll write my law in your hearts and minds, the oh. new covenant. He creates in us a, new, a clean heart and a right spirit. Yes. He has circumcision of the heart by the Holy Spirit. He takes out the heart of stone, puts in a tender heart that is soft and loving again. This is what he does for us. He transforms and regenerates the sinner, setting us right with him to live in harmony with his design laws for life again. That's what actual justification is. I will never justify my documents again without thinking about this. This is, this is wonderful things. What else do we need to know on justification by faith? And why faith? There is another justification aspect in, and that is a demonstration. To justify oneself by demonstrating one's own righteousness, he justified us by fixing the brokenness in him. Right. But in Romans 3.25, God tells us that he showed his son publicly dying for our salvation to show that he was just mm -hmm. in leaving the sins committed beforehand unpunished. Mm -hmm. God did not punish the sins of Adam and Eve in the Old Testament, and he was accused of being unjust and not punishing. Well, he accused him of being unjust. Well, Satan, who's the accuser of the brethren, and all those theologians who teach that in order for God to be just, God must use his power to inflict punishment. All those people say he would be unjust if he doesn't punish sin. But God showed his son publicly dying to show that he, in fact, is just by leaving them unpunished because he is, instead of punishing sin, he's eradicating sin and providing a solution to save the sinners from the sin condition. And thus, John the Baptist talked about the Lamb of God. What did he say about the Lamb of God? The Lamb of God who takes upon himself the punishment of God for our sin. Is that what he said? Takes away the sins of the world. Notice what he said. The Lamb of God who takes away the punishment of God. No. no. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin. He takes away the sin condition. He destroys the, and that says in 2 Timothy 1.9 that he destroys death and brings life and immortality to light. This is what Christ has done for us, that he has come to set humans right and God showed himself just in handling it this way. He justified himself. And you say, why would he have to justify himself? Who did Satan lie about? He lied about God. And he lied about how God handles things. And that's why Paul wrote in Romans 3, 4, God, may you be proved right when you are judged. And he is proved right by how he handles these things through the victories of Jesus Christ. Oh, we need to remind ourselves every day, Dr. Jennings, that we are in the hands of a loving God, a God who has our best interest in heart, a forgiving God, a God who wants to move us to justify us, to bring us into harmony with him so that our lives will be better here as well as in the future. Am I right in saying that? That's exactly right. So an illustration that Paul uses in Romans is Abraham. Abraham is used as the example of the one who was justified by faith. Mm -hmm. And it's also used by those who want to say it was a legal declaration because in some translations it says God declared him to be righteous. But notice the progression here. The natural state of the carnal heart, according to Romans, is enmity against God. We don't trust him. Right. And conversion, the heart is set right from distrust to trust. Mm -hmm. In Abraham's example, which came first, God declaring him to be righteous or Abraham exercising trust in God? Abraham trusting God. So his natural heart, which is enmity or distrusting of God, had been set right 
to trust God. Mm. And once his heart was put right or set right or made right with God, then God declared the reality of what already existed. Abraham is justified or set right with me because he was. It was an actual setting right of Abraham's heart, which is justification. That same text is used by many to teach exactly the opposite, that God declared him to be righteous even though he remained unrighteous. It's not true, and the evidence is in Abraham's life. If you remember Abraham's life, he, like the rest of us, was a sinner struggling with fear and selfishness, and on many occasions he did these little deceits, lied to Pharaoh and about Sarah, and tried to protect himself and so forth. But eventually Abraham trusts God completely with the life of his son. So many of us, Dr. Jennings, are caught between those two lenses, those two worldviews, those two images of God. We've been taught one way, we're learning another way. How do we encourage ourselves to learn what's new and what's right, and how do we move ourselves in the right direction? By moving to reality and stop living in fantasy. Mm. God is the God of reality. God actually makes us right with him takes people who were fearful of him, distrusting of him, rebelling against him, and restores us to love and trust in him. Our hearts are renewed. We are reborn. We are put right with him. And we see examples of many people in scripture who've had this transforming experience. Their hearts were set right. Now, the species was put right with God in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm Because of the victory of Jesus Christ, then God is able to put individuals right with him in their own hearts. And that's the the two steps, the objective achievements of Christ in his victory and overcoming as a human and putting God's perfect law back in the species human by overcoming where we could not. And then receiving the victory of Christ through the working of the Holy Spirit, we are individually put right. Mm. Comeandreason.com is our website. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings has made available many resources on that website for us to enjoy. That's all at comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, as always, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.